Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Jason Kong here alongside Bill Alexander, live from the, the W.G. Alexander Studios. Bill, how are you doing <laughs> oh, today? Funny. Yeah, I'm doing great. I hope you are, Jason. Yeah, it's uh, it's always nice to be in your office, Bill. I know we uh, we do this over the weekends here, but um, you know we're still making sure we're doing our part to social distance and making sure we're keeping everyone safe. Well, it, it, it is um, interesting. I mean, it's already February. Um, you know, time. You know, last year, time seemed to pass so slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and I know all of us are ready to get out and about, even if it's cold at this point. But you know, it, it's um, time does pass, uh, whether it's fast or slow. And and so anyway, this this morning, I, I wanted to start out. Um, uh, by talking about aging and issues with that. And I will be the first to say that I am not a, a particular expert on it, although I, I probably uh, know a little more uh, than some simply because I work with seniors uh, most of the time. Uh, and I enjoy uh, working with seniors and the issues that are, are presented. And I try to help my folks as much as I can. But the the fact is, is that uh, all of us uh, who uh, are in my age group and older, <laughs> you know, we can't deny the fact that that we are uh, getting older. And and there, um, you know, I, I remember uh, when I got my first. AARP letter. Uh, oh man, did that make me so mad! Do you know what age that is, Jason? Uh, apparently, way too young, Bill. Fifty, Woo. not fifty-five, not sixty. I mean, you can't even get a senior discount <laughs> when you get your first AARP letter, and, and it's like, no, wait a minute, uh, they've got the wrong person. Uh, because truthfully, uh, when you uh, if you're in good health and you turn fifty, you I mean you feel young. You are young. I mean, and uh, you don't even feel. I mean, you're at that point you're denying that you're middle aged. <laughs> and of course, at fifty you have to be middle aged because and that's only if you expect to live to be a hundred. So, um, but it still makes you mad. And uh, but there's so many things that are uh, commonalities and of course folks who are listening uh if now if you don't know my, my personal age is 69 and i will turn 70 this year and and i am enjoying life and uh life has been good to me and i still feel young and capable and i'm not slowing down uh and, at least at this point but uh uh, I, you know, the fact is, is that some of us, when we get into our late 60s and early 70s, we act old, uh, we feel old, uh, and it's like, well, the next step is, is really difficult, and we're probably going to die soon. But there are plenty of us who we may be in our 90s and still feel young, still feel good, still feel vital. Uh, you know, and you know that's one thing. We're all unique 
human beings. And that's uh, one of the blessings of being on, on this earth. But, okay, so, I mean, the fact is, though, that when we get to retirement age, if you will, whether we retire or not, uh, we certainly have certain commonalities. Uh, number one, we see wrinkles that we don't want to see. <laughs> Um, you know, we uh, don't see as much hair as we want to see for most of us, and that's not a good thing. And so we tend to take supplements and lotions, and the ladies use their Botox. And, <laughs> you know, we all try to avoid those signs of aging. Um, and uh, if we're smart, we're, we're exercising and walking and, and uh, trying to eat better and and, uh, uh, you know, those, those kinds of things. But uh, there are lots of other commonalities uh, that we, we have to deal with. Uh, and one of the things, and this is important, I think, as it relates to our children, younger people like you, Jason, is that, you know, we um, are still moving forward. You know, Fact is, we enjoy, I mean, we should be enjoying each day as much as we can. And, um, you know, we've always said that, you know, things aren't perfect, but it's better than the alternative, <laughs> right? But uh, one thing that's common is as that we, we get older, we, we recognize our mortality. And one of the, you know, one of the things is, well, how many more days will the Lord give me? You know, because we don't know. And that's true whether we're in good health or bad health. Um, it, it's the kind of thing we all know that our days are, in fact, numbered. We hope we get more days than not. But, and of course, it's a blessing that we don't know how many days we have left. I mean, that sure would change a lot of things, I suspect. Uh, but, um, all of us, in my, my view, um, want, independence. We want to stay in control. We want to feel vital. Um, uh, and, and of course, this is true whether we uh, are still working or whether we're retired. Um, but we, we still uh, know that we have value. We have experience. Now, experience tends to make us smarter. It does not necessarily make us smart. But <laughs> but experience does matter. Experience uh, is helpful because it's not only helpful to us because one of the easiest ways to learn is, unfortunately, to learn by our own mistakes so that we try not to make those mistakes again. But it's even better if we learn by others' mistakes. <laughs> that, and, of course, as we grow older, we see far more mistakes made by others, as well, and we most of us will acknowledge the mistakes that we, we make ourselves as well. Uh, but we want to stay in control. We want our independence. We, um, and uh, um, we, we want to uh, feel vital. And uh, obviously, uh, doing all the right things helps those things. But we also know that, um, uh, and, uh, and of course, Many of my clients experience losing their spouse by death, 
Uh, and that's difficult. It, it takes um, a reawakening, if you will, uh, and a self-reliance uh, in terms of uh, you can't rely on, uh, on your spouse anymore, so it's all on you. And so that those uh, create a, a, a totally different dynamic for us as we, we, we age. Uh, and yes, uh, we, I mean, all of us recognize that as we grow older, our body doesn't work as well. You know, things that used to be second nature are more difficult. You know, the other, the, the other night, uh, I was handed a jar to open. Uh, and you know what? I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was so mad. I worked on that darn jar for 10 minutes and my hand ached. It, it was, uh, it, it, well, it, it was more than frustrating. It was, it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then, wouldn't you know, and so what did I have to do? I had to go to the grocery store to buy something, a can that I could open with a can opener so that because I couldn't open the darn jar. Uh, and so that is, unfortunately, a sign of aging. <laughs> now, what really got me is, is my son came over the next night, and I said, here, George, open this. <laughs> and it took him two seconds. Uh, well, you know, that is something. Okay, so I give up. Uh, but the, the fact is, is that, um, you know, we do tend to lose strength. We do – we we – start acting a little bit slower. Hopefully my mind is not slowing down yet. But the fact is that in most people by their late 70s, early 80s, typically uh, your mind does in fact slow down. You process information slower. Uh, That doesn't mean you can't process. It just means it's a slower process. And of course, Another thing that happens to us is we can't see as well, we can't hear as well. You know, people have developed cataracts and other issues, hopefully that can be resolved. But the fact is, is that obviously for, the, for those folks who deal with their mind slowing down and it, if it's coupled with lack of hearing, uh, lack of sight or, or reduced hearing or reduced sight, now... I'm not talking about the reduced hearing that all males have with their wives, uh, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm, uh, and of course, now, uh, I will say that all of us who have served in the military, we do have an excuse. Uh, you cannot serve in the military without having hearing loss. That's just part of service and as we get older that does work so those of us who served in the military we we have a uh, uh, an excuse on the hearing side but everyone else less so <laughs> but uh, okay but the fact is is that as we grow older you, you know we hopefully will recognize some of the signs of, of slowing down and aging and those kinds of things. But we want to resist it. That's, that's the thing that everyone should take from this is the fact that, yes, we might take supplements and, you know, biotin and vitamin C and other stuff to help us uh, uh, slow down those things. 
but 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 we feel the same. We we know we're the same person inside, uh, and we want to continue uh, to do the things that we enjoy. And of course, the only difference with those who actually retire is the fact that they have more time, and hopefully, they retire because. They have other things that they really want to do and want to accomplish. Uh, you know that is really important, and hopefully, uh, it uh, they have more time to be with family and to be with their loved ones and and to do things that they enjoy. And for me, I'm lucky because I love what I do, and so work for me is joy. And and that uh, is not true for a lot of folks. And it, it is important that we find the things that really turn us on and, and that we uh, can enjoy. Now, for those folks, I've, I know that I've missed 100 things that, are, that come with aging. You know, obviously, uh, medical issues become bigger. That's a big deal. Uh, oftentimes, the expenses come with that. But there's some... Good news, too. I mean, for instance, hopefully our mortgage is paid off. <laughs> We're debt-free. Uh, we tend to have uh, a lot of folks uh, end up actually with uh, more uh, liquid income, if you will. In other words, the ability to live a little bit better in some ways. So, uh, and now, of course, most of us will continue to live something along the lines of our whatever our lifestyle has been. And for some folks, that's very modest. And for others, it's lavish. But it's, you know, if, if you can afford it, and then, you know, why not? It's, that's what it's all about. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, from my perspective, issues on aging, and I would be delighted for folks to share with me, you know, via email, uh, some additional things uh, as it relates to concerns ab- about aging. Uh, and, and I want to segue uh, into issues related. In other words, when you need help, wh- who and how and where do you turn to for that help? Because m- almost all of us get to a point where that's a necessity, and, and that's that's where the rubber meets the road, if you will, uh, is when you get to a point where you can't do everything that, uh, and you have to acknowledge that you need to, to get some help. Yeah, we want to uh, live in denial that we're aging, and by doing that, we don't think about the things that we will eventually need help with, and that's uh, some interesting fodder that we're going to be talking about in our upcoming segments. I do want to remind everyone that Bill has a set of seminars happening this Wednesday, February 10th. This is a great opportunity for maybe folks who are uh, in that bubble who are uh, wanting to put off some concerns with aging. And uh, with that comes with the threat of paying for long-term care and the uh, astronomical costs associated with that. Well, Bill's an expert when it comes to getting middle-class families government assistance when it comes to long-term care and you can learn all about it for free at bill's seminars again this is happening wednesday february 10th bill has two seminars these are actually in the form of webinars right now as we continue to practice social distancing so all you need is a computer or a smartphone with internet access and an email address and you're good to go it's free to register just head over to wga law 
wgalaw.com wgalaw.com and click on that seminars button there you can register for free and also attend for free bills webinars happening this wednesday february 10th the early session deals with long-term care assistance this has to do with both medicaid and va benefits and the other session deals with asset protection and trust planning wgalaw.com click on the seminars button or if you want to call the office it's 919-256-7000 919-256-7000 a quick break and back with more this is asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we'll be right back Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's also where you can register for Bill's seminars happening this Wednesday, February 10th. WGALaw.com. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're talking about issues of aging and some of the concerns and complications that come along with that. Uh, well, and and one is what? How do we determine what to do when we know that it, it's likely that we will need to depend on others, whether soon or at some point? And um, I, I want to uh, talk at least a little bit uh, because in in our business of estate planning and asset protection. Uh, whether it involves a very well-to-do family and dealing with how to avoid uh, taxes uh, uh, or how do we create a heritage for our children and grandchildren or how do we just uh, protect ourselves from running out of money or, uh, in worst cases, how do we get uh, these huge nursing home bills paid and not – get destitute, if you will. So uh, truth is, it's really important. Uh, One of the blessings is the fact that we all are unique. We all have different ideas. We all put uh, our emphasis on different things. You know, sometimes there are commonalities, like having wrinkles, but (laughs) but, uh, but we think differently What's important to us can be different. So truthfully, in my business, in terms of doing planning for families, there's two keys. One is listening, uh, understanding what the client is actually wanting to do, uh, as opposed to how much money do you have. You know, money dictates certain things that you can do or options that you might have. But it's not the real key ingredient to planning. The the real keys are knowing the objectives of the clients from their point of view, not yours, (laughs) and and also understanding family dynamics. That's one reason I love what I do, and it's fun for me because every family is a different puzzle. Um, You know, and, and what I mean by that is very few families have perfect family dynamics. I mean, I, I actually had one of those recently, and it was my surprise. You know, family had the husband, one marriage. They'd been married for 50 years plus. Uh, they appeared to be happy in their marriage. They had several kids, and they were, all the kids were doing well, and they loved each other, and they came together. And I mean, truth, truthfully, it was, it, it was a pure Ozzie and Harriet 
And those of us my age will know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> Family. But that's pretty rare. You know, the fa- fact is, is that uh, kids grow up, if you have kids, and they're all different. Some move away. Some stay around. It's pretty rare when all your kids live near you. Um, sometimes the kids don't get along. You know, there are issues that hurt, that occurred way back when that they've never gotten over, and they don't talk to each other, and they they don't come together and even enjoy each other. Or sometimes you have children who are estranged from you and the rest of the family for one reason that you don't even understand. Uh, uh, but they, for whatever reason, they basically say, "We don't need you anymore. We're you know, don't call us, don't." Don't do anything. We're, you know, we're good. And, you know, that's for most of us, that's not something that we can understand, but we can plan around it, you know, and that's important is the fact that we can make plans depending on how all of those things work together. And and I I met with uh, a family um, recently where. The, the family dynamics were good, but there were other issues that made it less so. Uh, and so uh, long-term marriage, well-to-do, two children, both doing great, highly educated, very successful, uh, both kids. Neither of the children lived anywhere close to this area. Uh, they were all a long airplane ride away. <laughs> okay. Now, this families issues uh, were were well to do but we're not concerned about leaving a legacy you know it's okay if we spend every penny before we die but we really want to take care of each other we want that if we can accomplish that okay and this was the interesting part we want to keep our children out of our affairs okay in other words and it wasn't it wasn't because they didn't love their children actually it was because they do love their children it was we know that they're very busy they have their own lives uh, they're doing great we don't want them to be burdened by us <laughs> it does that make sense so actually that is a very unique human perspective okay now none of us really want to burden our children but we know we've taken care of them forever and sent them to school and had to you know change their diapers and do everything for them and it's like this is payback time (laughs) okay but okay this family was like we want to uh, take care of ourselves and almost like my what I call my orphan clients, where they actually don't have children, they don't have siblings, they don't have anyone directly that they can turn to. The only difference between a normal orphan child of mine and uh, this family is they had each other. In other words, they, they had a spouse that they could depend upon, and they did not want to depend on their children. So uh, now, here's here, here was the wrinkle. <laughs> uh, both were retired, uh, both fairly, uh, on my end, young, okay? In other words, they were my age. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, the husband uh, was um, had a medical condition, all right, and because of his medical condition, he is convinced that he is likely to die within the next five years. Okay, and his uh, biggest concern was how do we take care of my wife? You know, how do we make sure? that she is not taken advantage of, uh, that, um, in, in other words, his, his real concern was uh, being financially exploited, if you will. And that truly is a huge issue and a concern that, that why people need to be careful in their planning. But uh, he, I think he was just as concerned, not about his children exploiting his, his wife, but by other people, scammers, or people who seem to be good people, who, but who are more than happy to take your money away from you, which is another problem that, that occurs uh, frequently. So, um, uh, so very legitimate concerns. But the fact that he did have a significant medical condition and a concern about, in essence, an early death, leaving his wife uh, a widow with still having life expectancy for her of, you know, 25 years, <laughs> you know, that type of thing or more. Um, it, uh, it, it gave some um, interesting situations. So it's like, okay, well, if you don't want to depend on your children – your first line of defense is to depend on each other. You know, both were well-educated, both participated in family decision-making, you know, those kind of things. But um, at the same time, it's like, okay, what happens when things change? And so some of the issues were very similar to what I would call an orphan child, because if you're not going to depend on family, then you need to find good professionals that you can rely on and not just willy-nilly but where you know while you're alive and well you can form those relationships and know that you have a good situation Um, and while i'm just getting to know these folks i do hope that i will be a trusted advisor to them but that takes time you can't develop trust over a period of minutes or hours it takes time where you know that you're with the right person and that you're doing the right things so uh but you know so frankly i did recommend certain professionals not just a lawyer but you know it's the kind of thing where uh now the only thing that's for me that was a a little bit different is that one thing I was trying to do was to convince him not to handcuff his wife with uh, w- with a trust that wasn't flexible enough uh, for her to enjoy herself. Because he was so concerned about her being exploited, uh, and, and I think it might have been because she was so good-natured and so trusting in other people that he was afraid, knowing that there are a lot of scoundrels out there, that she was just ripe to be exploited. And so 
maybe he's right about that, but it's the kind of thing. He wanted to make sure that there was somebody else looking over her shoulder, but not his children. So uh, interesting. So I guess at this point, I probably need to be a Paul Harvey. And, and of course, my clients know who that is, too. And so I'll have to come back with the rest of the story. Well, it's a fascinating <laughs> one. And it's it's one that, you know, when we think about asset protection and estate planning, I, I think the first thing people think about is, you know, where I want my stuff to go and where I want my money to go. But uh, this is a, a very interesting client because they were thinking, okay, well, what happens after that? And I got to make sure that they're able to keep everything and be able to manage that. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the story, Bill. And I want to remind everyone that they have an opportunity this Wednesday to uh, learn from you in your seminars. They can go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button. There you can register for Bill seminars, one dealing with asset protection and trust planning, the other dealing with long-term care assistance that deals with Medicaid and VA benefits for those dealing with a long-term care crisis. WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button to register for seminars happening this Wednesday, February 10th. And that is in the form of webinars. You can Zoom with Bill. All you need is a computer with an internet access and an email address, and you're good to go. WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button. You can also call the office as well. 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can learn more about him at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're, uh, you're telling us a story. You're spinning a yarn about a client of yours who uh, had an interesting in, in, uh, situation. We're talking about dealing with issues of aging, and this person wanted to uh, set up a, a plan where they would not be a burden to their children, and he wanted to make sure that uh, his wife was taken care of as well. And uh, did, did I set you up well enough for that, Bill? Well, well you did. And, and the, I mean, the key is that this family's the husband and wife, their goals for themselves and their children uh, were different. Uh, they were what I call a unique family. Okay, now. If if this couple had been 20 years older and both of them, you know, with aging, 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 slowing down, needing help, you know, those kinds of things, the solution would have been a common solution for me, which would have been to either use a joint trust or to, uh, in, with powers of appointment. And I'm not going to go into that. Um, if you're a client, we'll talk about that. But the bottom line is, We're trying to push all of the resources over to uh, the client who is not doing well, likely to die first. Uh, And in this case, in in most cases, it's the husband who is likely to die first. Not always, of course. And so what we're trying to do is to protect the property for the surviving spouse who also needs help because remember this now we're talking about these folks being in their late 80s you see and so in that case we create a trust in the husband's will called a supplemental needs trust and then we tend 
to bring the children in as trustees to manage the money and make sure that mom is taken care of that way. Now, if this family did not want the children to be trustee, you could appoint a CPA or an attorney or a corporate uh, fiduciary to, uh, in essence, handle the trustee duties. And part of the issue would be how much uh, can the, the surviving spouse do uh, for himself or herself. But a supplemental needs trust, and this is something we talk about in the long-term care seminar, is the fact that once it's created, it, you have now the bad news is you have to die because this is in your last will and testament, but you've created what's called a third-party trust. It's protected by federal law. Everything in the trust is asset-protected. So uh, it also, and this is important, everything in the trust is a non-countable asset for Medicaid. Uh, There's no five-year look back. There's no sanction or penalty for creating it. And um, so it it, it generally helps significantly get a spouse on Medicaid if it's needed. And if the spouse is already on Medicaid, which is not an uncommon thing, uh, then everything is protected for that spouse to supplement the spouse during the spouse's remaining lifetime, and then it gets distributed to the kids and or grandkids uh, when the surviving spouse dies. So, but this is, all right, so now, but in this case, the clients were younger. You know, if the husband dies within five years, then the wife still has another 20-plus years of life expectancy. She's in excellent health, okay, and she's, in my mind, young, <laughs> okay, <laughs> just like me. <laughs> so, um, all right, so what what could we do in this case that would, would be um, something that would work? Well, one thing is that we could move all of their combined assets over to the husband. In other words, the house, the um, investments. Um, the only thing we can't really move is the wife's retirement accounts. Now, we could move them, but we don't want to. Why? Because that would be a taxable event and not a good idea. <laughs> Okay, because you'd pay a whole lot of tax, and that's no one wants to do that if they can avoid it. But that would be, in other words, what, now, what would be the advantage? Well, instead of creating a supplemental needs trust in the husband's will, we might create what I create for a lot of well-to-do families for their children, a lifetime asset protection trust, but we do it for the wife. We even allow the wife to be a trustee. We can even create a trust like that where the principal is a protected asset, asset protection, but the income is paid to the wife automatically or uh, it's deemed her income. That's something that we can do in advanced trust as well. Uh, which is a real advantage to have the income tax to the wife and not to the trust, which is something that I like to do in my trust. Uh, I think we do a a better job of trust planning than most attorneys because a lot of the concepts that we use most have no clue how it works. And so, in essence, we let the husband create a trust for the wife 
the same way that most of my clients create trust, lifetime trust for their children. And if we do that, then what, what happens is now, in this particular case, the wife has a really nice investment account that's hers, not his. You know, like a lot of my ladies have what I call squirrel accounts, <laughs> and those are accounts to protect themselves from their husband. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and I don't, my mother had one, and that's where I learned about this concept, quite frankly. Uh, but, but the fact is we could move that over to him because of his likelihood of early death. She would get a step up in income tax basis. That's advantageous to full step up on the house as well. Uh, so in essence, any of those assets could be sold with no income tax when the husband dies. Well, to me, that's a huge blessing. But it goes into an irrevocable trust that's asset protected for her. And he could appoint – now, he doesn't want to use one of his children. He, most people would do that. But if not a child, he could have his spouse as a co-trust – has a trustee and name someone else, CPA, attorney, corporate uh, trust department, as someone to look over the shoulder uh, to make sure that all is well. And, and that, quite frankly, is a solution that would work for his primary concerns without handcuffing his wife. My biggest concern was he was so worried about what might happen 20 years from now that he wanted to do some things that, truthfully, I think she would have resented him for, uh, which would be handcuffing her ability to use their money uh, for her needs the way she wants to use them for um her needs. And I think that's really important uh, in our planning uh, that I give good advice on the pros and cons. I mean, I could solve his solution, but I didn't want it to do it the way he was thinking about because of, of the, the um, uh, result it would have created uh, for his wife, uh, who's a wonderful a person, well-educated, uh, smart, not, you know, not one to, to be taken advantage of anyway. But I, um, it's the kind of thing where all of those things matter when you're trying to put together a plan uh, for a family. So now, obviously, they have to decide what's best for them because in the end, once I've given my advice, they have to tell me what they want to embrace, and that's what they get because it's their, do- it's their plan, their documents not mine. All I can do is give them lots of options that they hadn't thought about. <laughs> and that's the great thing about seeking professional advice is that, you know, we th- this family was wonderful and wanted to take some steps to do some planning, but oftentimes when we have an idea in our head, there may be some unintended consequences, and that's why getting uh, professional help and making sure that you've got the help of someone who really knows what they're talking about is so important. And uh, Bill Alexander is the man when it comes to elder law matters and asset protection. Don't forget, if you want a chance to learn from Bill for free, you can register for his seminars happening this Wednesday, February 10th. You can register online for free at WGA Law.com. WGA Law.com. This is a 
just click on the seminars button and it's a wonderful way to learn about Bill's two seminars dealing with long-term care assistance and also asset protection and trust planning. And uh, Bill's not trying to sell anything. These are all very informational and educational seminars. Uh, last about an hour and a half in, in that ballpark there. So uh, again, and it's, this is all done virtually. It's happening Wednesday, February 10th. There's still, plan, there's still time to sign up now. WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. Stick around. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking all about issues of aging. And Bill was telling us a story about a particular client who... Uh, had an interesting planning situation, and Bill, you were saying how uh, this situation kind of mirrored uh, some of your orphan clients, and uh, it also dealt with some issues of making sure that they weren't being financially exploited down the road. This was a really interesting client that you well, had. No question, and, and you know, there's not always a solution, uh, at least not necessarily a solution the way people are initially thinking about it. And of course, uh, one of the things that the fellow was um, obviously thinking, can we create an irrevocable trust right now uh, for ourselves? And and so my response had to be no, because number one, you've already told me that you may die in the next five years. Well, that also tells me that you may not die, but you may have a horrible long-term care situation. You have a bad stroke. And so the question is, do we... uh, should we do Medicaid planning at that point in time? That's the worst case scenario for you and your wife is that instead of dying, you have a bad situation and live for several years. Well, I said, if you do an irrevocable trust now, that is going to exacerbate your problem because that keeps us from doing the kind of planning at that time that would be helpful to you. So, and and so uh, and there are attorneys that think the only thing you can do is to do an irrevocable trust and wait five years because there's a Medicaid five-year look back. But the truth is you can do crisis planning in almost every case, and his was a case that we could have gotten him on Medicaid very quickly if he had our documents. And, and again, it's like, well, I already have some documents. The Air Force did them for me. And no, I was an Air Force JAG. Those documents are not good. They won't work for elder law. So when you retire and you get older, you need an elder law attorney to do your documents for you, particularly the general durable power of attorney in most cases don't work unless an elder law attorney actually has done those documents for you. I also had to tell him because I thought he was really susceptible to folks uh, who would push an annuity on him. I said, look, do not buy an annuity because if we have to redo your planning in the next five years, an annuity would actually hurt you in a big way and you'd lose money by investing in an annuity. Um, So don't let anybody talk you into that. Those things are important. And then lastly, you know, the fact is, how do you depend on someone else? Well, it's really, really important for folks to choose those folks wisely. I mean, hopefully you can depend on your spouse, but it's not necessarily the person who's oldest in the family or the one who's close, you know, lives next door to you or with you. 
Uh, it's the one who is trustworthy, the one who collaborates with the other family members and is not secretive and not needy, if you will. Uh, those There are lots of things that go into making those decisions which you should do with the help of a professional advisor. Having a, a third party really helps in those situations, and seeking the help of a professional is so key. If you need help with uh, anything pertaining to elder law, get a hold of Bill. Schedule an appointment to speak with him. Go to WGALaw.com. That's the best way to do it, WGALaw.com. There you can also register for Bill's seminars happening this Wednesday, February 10th. Bill has two seminars dealing with long-term care assistance and also asset protection and trust planning. Don't forget, you can call the office as well. That phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, Bill has his seminars happening this Wednesday, February 10th. It is free to register. All you have to do is go online to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button. WGALaw.com. Click on that Seminars button. It is free to register, free to attend. Bill has two seminars dealing with long-term care assistance. This has to do with... Uh, paying for the astronomical costs of long-term care through uh, multiple ways, whether it be through Medicaid or through VA benefits. Learn all about that at WGALaw.com by clicking on the Seminars button. And don't forget Bill's other seminar dealing with asset protection and trust planning. Thank you so much for listening to us today. We really appreciate it, and we hope you will join us again next weekend for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a great weekend.